I'm Ioni Sky. I am also Ioni Sky. <laughs> I'm John Cusack. <laughs> I am Ioni Sky. I'm Cameron Crowe. I'm Cameron Crowe. I'm Spartacus. And I am Spartacus. <laughs> and we are here to discuss anything. Cameron, when did you know you wanted to make a gladiator film? <laughs> <laughs> From a very, very young age when I saw shiny metal objects and, and, and sharp instruments. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> That's unlikely. Lily. Lily Taylor. Amazing. Coolest girl. Yes, I did. I sat across from her in a mall. We ate I always wanted to have a scene at the beginning of the movie that just set the whole movie off, you know? One minute in, you know exactly where you're headed and you're on a freight train, and that, that's what this scene is. I also love how the whole room is decorated with Joe. Yeah. The obsession of Corey. You knew Lily a little bit from Chicago. Lily, yeah, Lily yeah. was uh, Lily used to go out with uh, a friend of mine, DV, and we, you know, we went to the, grew up together. Yeah. So I was like intimidated by her because she was so cool. Yeah. Remember that day I kind of got jealous because you guys were like such good friends and yeah. It's like she's so cool. There's Amy Brooks. This is the Lloyd had to have girlfriends, and they were all a little bit in love with them too. And he was a little bit in love with them. That's great. The very well, beautiful Ioni with Mortarboard. And John Mahoney, who we've just got to talk about. Uh, such an amazing actor for a first time guy to be able to work with. Now, that was a reshoot. It was indeed. Right? I came back from, yeah. I remember that was one thing. He asked for that one piece when we came out. I came yeah. back from Durango, Mexico to do that one. We did that and one other thing. I can't remember what it was. I think the phone booth. Did we do the phone booth again? Mm-hmm. Coming up here somewhere is uh, Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam, then Mother Love Bone. I love that music joke. Everyone always used to think that the, uh, that the film was broken at the beginning of a screening but it's really just Lloyd fixing the stereo. Anyway, Stone Gossard from Mother Love Bone, later Pearl Jam, played a, played a cab driver who kind of checks you out on the way to this graduation. Very proud of that little cameo. That's very cool. Pearl Jam fans. I would think John Mahoney's, this role is, was like the hardest because he's so good for the father. He, uh, you know, someone with his motivations in life, that's pretty tricky. Did you think he was a bad guy? When you read the script, or did you? What was your? Um, no, it's just, I mean, it, it's heartbreaking to find out what he's like, but, and then everything looking back becomes so dark all of a sudden, because yeah. you think of how involved he got with my relationship, it just then it becomes just sick mm -hmm. and gross. There's always that great this undercurrent great. to the film, and everybody, you, you, everybody that was, Making the film, I think, was a real attract to that complexity. I mean, yeah. I'm just looking Laszlo Kovacs. And Laszlo Kovacs did an amazing job. Uh, I'll never forget the day he got into it. John Mahoney. Yeah. And I had a lot of... Uh, Polly Platt. Polly Platt. A lot of Polly talent Platt, helping um, me out on my first time here. What did she... She did art direction on Paper Moon. Last picture show. Last picture show. And she, she worked got, with Laszlo. She got Kovacs. me Laszlo. And he and the 
Aggie, the the Augie. Augie. Yeah. They were so. Um, I used to just watch them set up. Biochemistry. I think you know who I'm talking about. Look at Lily. She looks so good. Yeah. This principal came back and uh, he played a principal in Almost Famous. Oh, cool. I really uh, branched out in the way I used him. He's a, he's a principal again. It's like, I can do that. Remember, this was a good... I mean, see, the film worked on so many different levels, I always thought. Because here's this big speech, and I think it's going to be yeah. one thing. And she basically just goes, future's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I worked so hard for. Was it terrifying? I, I remember, yeah. Doing this, this speech? Actually finally doing the speech. I had a you... really bad cold, which distracted me, but not really because... What's the actor's name who just sang the greatest... Lauren well, Dean. Lauren Dean, I just remember thinking that would be harder. To, to have to, like at that point in my life, I was still an insecure teenager. So I was thinking, well, at least I don't have to do that. <laughs> I just remember during But this, I got into this. I remember Laszlo was mad at me that day. Oh. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I told you, I said, look, when you came to Chicago, I said, I'll do the part. We got to put this stuff in. We got to make him a little more aware. We got to give him his bottom notes. He said, but I'm not wearing that fucking hat. Right. And, uh. We came to the day, and I didn't want to wear the hat. Yeah. And uh, I think Lazo thought I was usurping your authority Well, I on think some level. I think Laszlo ultimately came to realize that the hat represented the potential of, of teen movie glibness, just to us. <laughs> and, uh, and in the end, it's fine that he doesn't wear the hat because... It's cool. He's... I couldn't wear it. I mean, I literally couldn't. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to make sure that the things that had meaning to him were real, and the things. There's you know, Polly. That's Polly Platt, by the way. That have traditional meaning or symbolic meaning. Yeah. Had no meaning to Lloyd. Polly Platt in the middle. She became kind of like a mother. She became like a real mother figure, mm-hmm. and I remember both. Because you said you you had come from just spraining your ankle, and so you were on a crash, you know, like workout and yeah. And I always, you know, you were like you're like me. You're kind of chubby, and like Polly would say, "Don't eat any donuts." She would drive me crazy. <laughs> I remember that. I also remember two things that I figured out with. Uh, now that I'm looking this at is. It. Can I just say that is an example of the chemistry with you and Lily Taylor. You guys yeah. are speaking in fragments of words, Not and it's like at yes, 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 okay. And understanding everything completely. She's so cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I was intimidated by My her. sister, Joan. Yay. And, she, and I, I was I'm, intimidated by your sister, too, because she, she just is so amazing. I remember uh, two things that I knew when, I, when we were talking before about creating character, and two things that really helped me out with Lloyd were, we, I, I remember I put this scar right on his eyebrow. Yeah. yeah. And so what to do is, because if you see on my left eyebrow, there's a, little, there's a little scar. I guess you can see it in close-ups on the big screen. Or, I don't know if anyone saw it, but to, whenever I put that scar on in the morning, and those pants, those 40s pants, Yes. I, I immediately, I just knew. And the coat, the coat, which was your... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Addition and that is the iconography of. Yeah, so you can see this. Scar there it is. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is, yeah, and I remembered uh, of this the story I had was is that uh, was you know I just remembered how brutal kids can beat each other. I just remember that he. This my story was that 
someone had just thrown a rock at his head when he was a kid. Wow. Do you ever wow. see like kids and you just see and you go, how does anybody survive anything? Because <laughs> <so true. laughs> you know, kids are just so brutal to each other and they're just getting oh, fights man. and do all that stuff. I also this was the this scene takes me back to a very specific place. I was having this has, a hard this has time. A, this takes you back to directing a lot of times in your with your sister, right? Yeah, this is I definitely. I know this is to me. This is a ma- this scene really gets me. Too. This is Jim saying, "Write your sister. Write the way you feel about your sister." And ultimately, I wrote her again and almost famous, and we're now very close again. But uh, I had a hard time. This was early on in the film, and I I still was kind of getting used to the fact that Lloyd had anger in him which was very important to the finished movie, but in the script, I, I saw him a little more as a blatant optimist. And I remember talking to Johnny on this day and saying, can you, can you smile more? Oh, and yeah. you, it was the beginning of a conversation that became very important to me, where uh, you, you basically said, I can do that, but I also can play that in a different way. And... Let me just let me just try some stuff. I'll do what you want, and I'll do what we're talking about. We'll do it all, you know. But what I did was basically step back and watch you and your sister smoke, and you directed the kid too, sort of, with the way you dealt with them. And uh, I watched you really kind of on a very important day um, start to build that character in a way that that really became powerful to me so thanks for that and uh here we have this amazing scene where john mahoney is just showing you how much he loves ione god it's so overwhelming i remember oh, well, yeah, he's you can, giving still, you can me stop a, on each scene and talk about it like yeah. he's giving me a ring it's so heavy it's like wait it's too much it's too much for a father to do really in a way because it's just the two of us. But uh, we didn't want to do, I remember, we didn't want to do parents as stereotypes. No, they I mean, friends. it's good that it was too much. And I mean, you guys it played it as friends as well as yeah. loving father. But there's a certain kind of desperation that yeah. Mahoney plays so great. I know. It's true. He did, he did nail this well, remind me to come back to that scene with me and Johnny. Yeah, there's something I want to. I remember just thinking about that scene with you and your sister. It's like, damn, they they are telepathic. Because I would talk to both of you, and you guys would listen, but you didn't have to talk to each other. You just sort of knew where to be on the field and where to be for to get the pass, and it was just telepathic. I just re- I just remember during that that scene that. Uh, Oh, there's the clash teacher. Uh, I just remember that, you know, what you wanted was, is you said you wanted this optimism as a revolutionary act. Right. It's a conscious choice. Right. So I thought the, only, the way to make that really powerful is to make him fully aware of all of the shadows. Right. And very conscious of wow. it. Wow. Yeah. So the more conscious you make the character, the more the choice becomes heroic. Right. Yeah. Because if you are just, a, if you're a guy who just sort of sees the world as a wonderfully Right, terrific sure. place. Then, the there's hero? not much. There's not much courage there. Yeah. Right. And coming from, as I said, being Reagan era kid, I was just. I really wanted to. So that anger was probably important to me. And as we, as we went through the film, I remember we, we always said, "All right, we gotta, we gotta have both oh, yeah. bottom notes and high notes." And of course, it lived. That guy lived right in the middle. And I probably did things that were way too dark, but then it enabled me to come around. And, well, there's yeah. a difference between a guy saying. Um, 
why can't you just decide to be in a good mood and be in a good mood as a sunny guy or a guy who is literally yearning for and he something. Tells his sister, and, he and he tells his, says, his sister. And he tells his sister, like, you know, life is short. In an unvarnished way. Life it's is short. Beautiful. Make a choice. Yeah. Make a choice. And, and she you, says, I'm yeah. not the, I'm not, you know, I'm not Tim. I'm not this guy who left you. By the way, this is my favorite phone scene ever. <laughs> it's so great. I love how much you move around. Johnny and absolutely on fire using a very small bathroom. Brilliant. <laughs> I've since, like, written scenes and tried to do scenes in a very small space, and guys have said, how are you, how are you going to get that much going on in a small room? And I always think, Johnny and Say Anything gets a lot of stuff going on in a very small space. And the way he says goodbye here is so great. Or good, good afternoon, sir. Oh, yeah. It's true. The timing is so good. She's pretty great, isn't she? What? She's really pretty great, isn't she? Ah! Yeah, she is. Good afternoon. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> good afternoon. Okay, bye. <laughs> and he loves that daughter. It's all about Diane. And you see the joy that John Mahoney gives you here. No, I didn't get the letter. See, he's succeeded. He's delivered her yes. from the corruption that he yes, had to yeah. engage in. So heavy. He made it. <laughs> well, this, of course, is when I think you, if you didn't already, if you hadn't before, is when I, I remember you, you went on the toe shot and you came back just laughing. And, and I think when you became... The John Mahoney, the true diehard John Mahoney lover, is when he just started crooning Ricky Don't Leave. Leave that number. I think I keep doing that scene in the car out of nostalgia for John Mahoney singing Ricky Don't Lose That Number. Yeah, you can trust a man who writes a letter every day. He looks like William Holden, doesn't he? I know, yeah. his suit is it's really amazing. So great. Oh man, I love this scene. Ione, you have such a great quality here. When you slide down the wall, it's one of my favorite things in the movie. I just had a phone call. Tell me, no, is no, it bad? No, news? just listen. You won the refellowship. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, I think You're my favorite kidding. moment between the two of them is You're when, when she's uh when she finds out about him. Oh, and he yeah. says, you know, I think whatever came out of Ioni that day was... That was hard to come out of. <laughs> deep from the shadows, because uh, he said he's a liar and a cheat, oh, and he man. tries to hug her and then pushes away. I don't know if really, you remember, really because do you remember that we were filming in um, a home for people with Down syndrome, hmm. and we they asked us to come for an assembly? The, one of the most remember. surreal things that ever happened to me in my life. So you and John Mahoney and I said, sure. Well, they said, will you come and say something? They're, they're all gathered in this assembly. And you came up and you said something really funny. And John Mahoney came up and said, you know, your grounds are very beautiful, very, something very eloquent. And then I got up to the mic. And it's like 250 people with Down syndrome and sitting down. And I just said, I, I really don't know what to say. And one person stood up and went, boo! And then, like, 
it to me it seemed like all of them stood up and booed me. <laughs> Oh, man. And I just, like, time stopped, and I started laughing and, like, crying at the same time. And we all just sort of, like, walked down and then shut the door to the auditorium, and just, it was just, like, quiet. Isn't that surreal? That's surreal. And never, we never mentioned it. Don't go in there, you That was one of the most surreal things that ever happened to me. Nice move on Joni there, too, also. Oh, man. Racing me to the bathroom door to make me do it in public. So great. Love this little boy too. You guys, you guys had your own language. Everyone is really sweet with him. Yeah, the way he nods, watches you. What do we love? What do we love? Pain. Pain. <laughs> also, I remember we were, we were there was a, there was we did that thing with uh, Hazel Classics. Oh yeah. That's right. That was on television, right? That you was know? on television. It was a commercial and at then, the time. Yes, you had him do it. And that was pretty. Is that that's still in the movie, isn't it? Oh yeah. Hey, my brother. Yeah. Hey, so classics. Once again, uh, here's a man demonstrating no need for a cell phone. I know this is he great. He has complete I love mobility. Your physical, the way you move the phone around. Oh, thanks, but I'm busy. It's so cool. Our different worlds. The sets are really amazing. Yeah. They really are. Um, Polly definitely real. kept an eye on that stuff, and mm -hmm. Jim Brooks too. He would look at dailies and sometimes have comments like, you know, monumentally busy. the house is too clean. Well, Won't you have her put something on the floor and well, tonight, then. pick it up like real people do? Just great little notes like that. Look, Dan, I'm sorry, but I can't allow you to leave the country without attending Ethan Valier's graduation event. This gentleman is, is 22. I love the way. This gentleman is 22. Now that's that's uh, that's collaboration. That's was Johnny that, bringing that? that. This gentleman is 22. No, that was in the script. Wasn't it? No, it's it's. You know, and you're not in England yet. You know that, of course. But by the way, I wanted to just tell you that I live. Gentleman is you. In Germany, I could give you an enormous amount of tips. English tips. English tips. Well. The no tips. I'll go. Pardon me. I'll go. You will. Excellent. All right, this is great. You will really. I'll go. <laughs> All right, this is really nice. All right, we're going out. It's a date. It's a scam. Whatever, whatever. All right, I'll pick you up at what? Eight o'clock. It's a scam. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight o'clock. That's optimism Goodbye. is a revolutionary act. Goodbye. This is now she's telling me who the guy is. Uh oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Work that bag, work that work, work that bag, J-Man. Left hook, hook off the jab. Yeah. Straight left hand. What do we love? Pain! Work that jab, work <laughs> that hook, guy. work that Probably hook. like 30 okay. now. <laughs> no. Here is a mini tribute to Lowell Marchant, the guy Great. I was talking about earlier. Lloyd Dalvis, sir. Oh. Pleasure to meet you. Hello, Lloyd. Hello. Heard about that graduation present. They're quite a car. Look, I know you're busy. You don't have to entertain me, but uh, you can trust me. Uh, I'll tell you a couple things about myself. I'm 19. I've been overseas for a couple semesters. Now I'm back. I remember I'm watching the scene happen and think, that's the guy. Sport of the future. 
That's the guy. Any of the Jedarkitas, Murray Smith, some of the champions of sport. I can see by your face, no. And that awkward moment that happens when he's run out of things to say is is everything. Fine, Lloyd. Come in. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And the dress. Right. Yeah, she's a sinner. Hi. I love that I'm overdressed. With yeah. It. Like I yeah. kind of do everything wrong, also. Well, you have that. Uh, Would you like this one? Yeah. That gifted child syndrome, you know. Yeah. I think the character did where she was just minorly socially either behind or mm -hmm. shy or inept because she's so yeah. separated from uh, Bavarian Dutch style pretzels. The pack. They're both outsiders. Yeah. Um, would it be terrible if uh, I wanted to go home right now? And it's great there's like a form there's like a fifties, nineteen fifties, there's yeah. like a formality with having a party to go to and being outsiders just doing this thing that Anthony and the Chili Peppers recorded that five second song Sex Bomb that comes oh, yeah, blasting that in. Is that the, the remake of Tom Jones Sex Bomb? It's the remake of Tom Jones Sex Bomb. Right, that should have been a hit. Here is a party packed with uh, interesting characters. Shout out to Chris Ziesmer who we're going to see there on the left of the screen. His father, uh, great guy, Chris. His father w is the world's greatest assistant director, who Laszlo introduced me to. Yeah, Jerry Zismer, who who was the first eighty for Apocalypse. Bella, that's right. He drove me to work every day. And Eric Stoltz, we have Eric Stoltz, who was also the celebrity PA. He was a celebrity yeah. PA. And I kept he saying in the morning, Jerry. I said, "What are you doing as a PA?" <laughs> and he would, so he would say, "Can I get you coffee, Mr. Cusack?" <laughs> I would say, "Shut! What are you doing?" <laughs> and but I guess, what was he doing? He wanted to have experience in all aspects of filmmaking. But what was he really doing? Blowing our minds by just being all a right. PA and just bringing you coffee and hanging out. No one knew what he was doing. I know. Doesn't he? And there's Jerry. There's Gerald. <gasps> Gerald. Yeah. Gerald. Jeremy. Fresh pivot. Kim Walker, Heather's from Heather's. Jeremy was. That's uh, great. Take Jeremy's <laughs> one of the great, 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 explosive, soon-to-be leading men. I feel talents in film, and he came in and <laughs> kicked so ass. Good. And you got you brought them all in, and they just yeah. were amazing. Yeah, I remembered. Uh, I remember he came in uh, to the party, and you were trying to. You were trying. Barbara Streisand's son. Barbara Streisand's, <laughs> Barbara Streisand's son, Jason Gould. She's great. As Mike Cameron, with the uh, the hair that was that he tried to have the simply red. Yeah. But it was simply shit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Which was very funny. That's right. Um, I got the keymaster thing from the real Corey, which is a girl named Corey Ford, who I met through Michael Gilmore. The writer and Corey had a real intense relationship with a guy named Joe. She sent me a tape of her songs and she said, Here's 12 songs about Joe and one song that's post Joe. So they're all sort of about Joe. And I just wanted to write that. Um, I ended up writing the songs, well, sitting in on Nancy Wilson writing the songs, really. And so we wrote all these songs, including Joe Lies, which has about 30 more verses that than we see in the fun. movie. It was a blast. They were all in G, weren't they? They were all in G, and they're all about Joe. Joe lies and Joe, Joe lies. lies. 
Should we also point out the trivia that uh, Julia Roberts came up twice for the part that Amy Brooks plays of the third friend of Lloyd? Wow, I didn't remember And uh, even then, you guys sort of, it was, you could tell there, there was the right movie for you guys, and now however many years later. I have now seen you guys doing romantic comedy together, and it's fantastic in America's Sweethearts. This but is she's not cool. saying anything. She's not. BB no. Newer. This is kind of cool because he. It shows that you are cool with like adults. You're just. Yeah. This is great. This is. Uh, I love this. This is when you fall for him like so big. There's no possible way. Let me just make an appointment for you at Seattle Junior College. You the key master. I'm not gonna go to Seattle Junior College. I love you. I mean, I've gotta be honest with you. I'm not looking for yeah. that. I'm looking for something bigger, you know? I'm looking for a dare to be dare great to be situation. Great situation. Boy, everybody in that party puts and your, record except you. your thing about I know that I don't know was the addition that made the whole speech great, I thought. But I know that I don't know. Thank tough Lloyd. Well, you see, see what he's saying is also what I loved about that is he says how many of them, he goes, everybody puts something on what they're going to be, and he says, but how many of them really know? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. don't. Everyone's I mean, really insecure. Yeah, which is the same thing not. Diane was saying in her speech. I also liked that, that B.B. Newworth played a teacher who also was a little bit in love with Lloyd. Like I never picked that up, but of course. I know. see it every well, time. She's kind of hot. Yeah. She's kind of like, you know, she's she kind is of hot. That, she is the hot teacher. She's yeah, hot. Right. She came to the party, but I she can't stay. Yeah, she came. Not too late. It would she be unbecoming. She came just to meet, meet him. And, no, she came to, to the party. Now, this is like the greatest guy to go to a party with. He's watching you, but doesn't really want to get caught watching you. Oh, and I remember those were the times where I said, I said, Cameron, I want to do this, but I want it to be weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember it's, it's weird. <laughs> but it's so great. He's just sort of around. Yeah, he's just hovering. Uh, this is Lisanne Falk and Allison Roth, David Lee Roth's little sister. Oh, wow. Nice pull. <laughs> and I think uh, my favorite extra in the world still is about to make an appearance saying Lloyd Dobler, all right. Lloyd Dobler, all right. Cool. So nice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so good. Now this is just classic. Look at Johnny looking at you from across the way with the keys on his head. <laughs> and Ione kicking ass. Look at him. And Gerald. Gerald dancing. <laughs> Gerald. I keep calling him Gerald. That's, it's good. That's it's a good. nickname for Jeremy. But it's good. <laughs> look at the, look at him watching her. I know. <laughs> now, here's China Phillips whose original line was, bye, baby, but we had to loop it. I'll be in the kitchen, baby? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll be in the kitchen, Joe. He's great. How focused is he on, on Lily? He's fantastic. Um, Lauren Dean came up for the part of Lloyd, and it was, it was good, but something was a little... It didn't feel like it was coming from way down deep inside, and when he finished the audition, he just <laughs> sat around talking with us, and he was Joe. So we had him read Joe, and it was like a slam dunk. He is Joe but at this point in his life. I loved this because he was, he was trying, to, he's trying to reason with him. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up? She's a human being. Focus, focus. I love it. Why do you think I keep her tapes? It's going to be valuable someday. No. 
he pays her the ultimate tribute, he's gonna keep it because he might be able to sell it someday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was so funny. That's my hand changing cassettes. Oh, nice. Thank you. Hit <laughs> I didn't get it right. You never do. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe was my first love. He was my first sex, and the whole time he was going out with Mimi. He'll never she's break so up. Great. I know Lily is I just Lily spectacular. Too. She's. She's all wrapped up in the hysteria of the emotion in the relationship, and Diane's just so happy that she's talking. She's gonna look out for Lily, Lily's gonna look out for her, and they talk about Lloyd. He checks up on me, look. Yeah. I got some more songs to you. <laughs> Yeah. Cheap trick in the background, right? Cheap trick. You want it, you got it. Nice. You want it, you got it. <laughs> and this also follows the, the great rule of uh, you can repeat something until it's just not funny anymore. <laughs> and it's still funny. <laughs> Lily on the guitar is just... Great. I could watch it all day long. Parties are just never like this. Again. There's a Spoonie, Spoonie Greg Spoonie. Spoonie, Greg's four later? Greg's four later. How's that, he? He's good. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. Thank you, Eric. Nice. It was an ugly job to play the chicken. I he hail you. He just likes doing um, things like that. PA, the chicken. Joe has a little bit of a tear glistening. I think in the outtakes we're going to be adding the incubus right, part of his speech. Right, yeah. mushrooms. He makes her a little sculpture on mushrooms. You invade my soul. I want to get back together. I remember telling Laszlo, this should just have like a, that refrigerator should be like a Spielberg shot. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he loves it. He made it happen. They're so in love with the drama. It's so great. It's so amazing. That's that's yep. like uh, they so <laughs> believed in these characters. The hugsters have sex with me. Yeah, it, it's, it's true. It's such a unique that's why feeling. People love that. If you're lucky enough to have written it, he just goes for the. Then he just goes for the beer after that. <laughs> it's so like, great. Yeah, I love this. Lloyd Lloyd now needs a beer. Here's the keys. Give me a beer. Why am I yelling? I don't know. I don't know. But when you get uh, Lily and Lauren Dean just becoming those characters. It's the wildest feeling because they lived in your head and on the page for a long time and then all of a sudden, there they are, fully. Now this is one of my favorite moments. When Lily, uh... He really knocked you on your ass. When Lily says goodbye and then... This is great. I have hidden your keys, Jill! I love you, man. Yeah. All right. Jeremy's one of your best friends for a really you. long time. Am I right? Yeah, I've known Jeremy since I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember him, and we, we, we I think you and I flew out him and Spoonie and uh, Pat O'Neill from Chicago. Your boys became come. your boys. Well, you had the met them in uh, when you came out to visit me, and we we hung out, and you you really dug them. And I loved the way you guys were together. 
Were you all in the actors gang? No, no, we weren't. We were. Uh, we weren't. I had done something with them and the actors gang, and then we started a, a company in Chicago. We all did stuff. Uh oh. Back bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> that was a Jack Lord moment. That was that was very Jack Lord. <laughs> and then here's Johnny. Oh, look at this look gentleman. At this <laughs> <laughs> look at you guys are all trying not to fully crack up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, 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 Diane's got a great thing. So she, she's like she's like looking at like as a sociologist. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What are those looks like? I always loved in that previous scene the way Lily said, I'm just a good person, but you're a great person. And uh, somebody said that to me once, and I never forgot it. And of course, just the fact that they would say something like that makes them a great person. Right. So she really just, she kills me. I also, this, so warm. I, I love this, uh, the, uh, the late night kind of yeah. driving music. The, the rock version of jazz, what jazz is supposed to do, just... Take you away, drift around, you and your thoughts, cruising about at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Well, what, that was probably three or four. Man, it's well said. That's the that was the feeling. Yeah. In the morning, how the morning looks after a night like that. <laughs> you However, just take off. it's time to leave my yeah. camera behind. <laughs> Oh man, I'm really, really proud of what you guys um, do in this scene and as these characters. It's just all the little details of real life. Just they're really. It always gets me every time I see the movie. They knew me, but they didn't know me. You know? Or he says they knew you, but they didn't know you. Wish I could have known you more. Bunch of stuff like. Lloyd, see around maybe. See around maybe. <laughs> Nobody knew me before tonight. They knew of you, now they know you. Yeah, they knew of you, now they know you. Yeah, but I feel like I fit in for the first time, you know? Like I just held them far away from me, so they did the same to me. Nice car he drives, I gotta say, with the What was that stuff? Bumpers? The, the thing on the, the bumpers on the beat. Yeah. The, what are those? What are those called? I don't know. Jack Lord always had them in Hawaii Five-O, so why not Lloyd? <laughs> we can walk from here. Okay. We so did this scene that. right across the street yeah. from where Lloyd holds up the boombox. So right to the right of the frame is where we well, jumped over and did that scene. God, I actually had to. I went to court and I had to choose. Which is the scene that everyone remembers. Yeah, it's, I but mean, this one too, when he points out the glass. That's true. Watch out for that glass. And the, the cool thing, and I learned this from Jim Brooks, you know, let more than one or two things happen in a scene. You're giving really important information, but it's really a scene about him pointing out the glass. But also we learned that you had to choose between your parents. It's cool. This was one of the first scenes that we shot and I had a lot of people uh, whispering in my ear after the takes. It's the first time director syndrome where you finish a take and people are like, I remember walk, taking a little walk with John and, and he said, you know what, it's really cool. You got all these people looking out for you, but the best directors I've worked with, when a take is over, 
They're looking right in the eyes of their actors. That communication never stops, and that's what it's about. Because your actors are out there throwing down for you, and they want to know that they're being watched and directed. Oh, and that's I, cool. I remember that every day I direct. Wow. So thank you for that. Wow, wow. that's major. I love that it's we just, hug there's no and doubt. We kiss. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And you just sort of, you just sort of like, make the decision the last second. That, yeah, yeah. Like a kid. How was Lloyd? Lloyd was such a gentleman. He was funny and nervous and strange. And, and I he's been up all night. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> freak. Because he's such a freak, which we find <laughs> He just wants to smuggle her out. He just wants to smother he her. He wants to smother her, but I think he also wanted to smuggle her out of a, of a compromised life. The Sugar Ray Leonard? That's good. The Sugar Ray Leonard. So good. John Mahoney giving us a little shadow. Yes. Lloyd is doomed. Sugar Ray Leonard used to do that after Meaning every... that she made the second date of I think it was Sugar Ray. It was, it was Sugar Ray. It was some great fighter. These are such great hanging out and... Look at Joe. Joe's in Joe every everywhere. frame. There's Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> He's got that nervous talking thing. Nervous talking I told thing. him not to speak. Hey, I know this is a strange thing to say, but... Maybe Diane Court really likes Lloyd. I just remember that, um, you know, when you do like a, any sort of movie that's a relationship movie, it's like, you know, you, you sort of form these special relationships, at least on the good ones you do. And uh, everyone that I've done that I think is memorable or still kind of is around later. You know, there's so many things, you know, a movie comes out and people call it an instant classic, which of course is definition of insanity how can anything be an instant classic <laughs> but the films that last for a while you always you had these special relationships with people and you, you form them and you know it is almost like a you know i got to date ioni and on a str in a strange way we, mm -hmm. we came we sort of bonded totally. and you and i bonded and uh yeah it felt i don't know really to, felt like i was we were falling in love and also diane and lloyd are, are like really good friends as well yeah which is kind of and we became sexy and we became friends Do you feel like when you see each other, this is a, this is a couple? I mean, how, how, in a lot of people's minds, you guys are, and we're a real couple. What does it feel like when you see each other? Yeah. Just, I don't know, sort of like a, always great. Yeah. We're just always, yeah. like if we, if we don't see each other for a while, we just pick up right where we left off whenever we see each other. I mean, I feel like it occurred to me at the time, like, why aren't, well, I was, I had a boyfriend and you had just fallen in love for the first time, and, but it feels like in another life we would have been this great love, Yeah. but we did it here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. So, what airlines are they sending over to England on? She's now the world's greatest flyer. Let's talk about this scene for a second. This, this to me defines. First of all, you have all the characters, the main characters. It's a, it's a lot of interactive, detailed stuff that's really fun to see. But at the heart of it, I think, is this speech that John, you and I worked on, pretty much on the spot. Um, and this is the scene that became. I don't know. So it's it's one that people remember the bought, sold, and processed speech. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs>
because it, just as he wanted to have Lloyd have like a political awareness and a world awareness, because he used to say the worldview, worldview, the worldview. So he used to say, what is his worldview? His worldview, you had written out, and it was a number of pages. A manifesto. It was a <laughs> fucking manifesto, and it had in it, I don't want to buy, sell, or process. Or process things bought or sold. Or sell things bought, processed, or sold. You had written this, and we, we like kind of culled it down. Because originally the scene is basically you saying, I love your daughter. Right. You know, just blurting it out. And... Um, so we had the, we had this speech that you and I worked on in the trailer, before we did it, and it's it was so fresh that we fumbled a little bit as we went, and I used the fumble, and all the stuff that was fresh and spontaneous. Yeah, and then after he goes off and and has his sort of rambling, political kind of yeah. worldview. It comes back to, but I can't really figure it all out. I just want to hang with your I daughter. I just want to hang with your daughter. I also remember what I loved about the scene, too, was... Uh, uh, well, that guy didn't want to part with it. A little matter of... Uh, John Mahoney, the father, so Lloyd, is treating Ione almost like his wife. That's right. And that's right. he says, Lloyd says, oh, that, you know, that's great that you have that Probably thing. But you can see that... So Diane doesn't see it that way, but you can... It's a little. Uh, he sees. Lloyd sees. Lloyd it, sees and it's it. a little twisted. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's great. They're all looking at you. When you came to to do ADR for this scene, I remember you were a little surprised at the way the scene was constructed. Was it that the flubs felt? I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything so bought or processed or repaired not integrated so or like what was your first reaction for seeing it well so, i think uh, um, father's in the army he wants me to join but uh, i think it was when you're younger and you're making films i can't work for that corporation so, i know that's <laughs> your johnny uh i think when you do it a film and the first time you see it there's always a lag between your memory of that moment of sort of the creation or spontaneity when you actually give birth to something that works and then seeing it told in the context of the story and cuts and yeah. other reactions, point of view. And I think when I was younger, I was probably just less able to digest that lag between yeah. what it felt like to come up with it and setting it into the context of the structure. In, in your, maybe in your mind's eye, you think it's all going to play on one close-up and that's the only thing. Right. So you, you, your, your mind starts to say, oh, well, they cut away on this line and that was the important line. I think you just start to be right. basically neurotic. So if I came in and no, said no. I didn't like it, because I think that seems beautifully cut. No, I think, I think like there's a way you can stumble with your words and find what you're trying to say that's sometimes more articulate than someone that just plops it out like it's a pre-planned oh, thing. Oh, no, absolutely. And so yeah, no, I really I loved the kind of fumbling eloquence of Lloyd there. And, so, and Diane loves it. Yeah. I mean, it freaks her out a little bit, but she loves it. And here, of course, is the, the Richard Port now and the IRS entering our story. It's striking me it's a little like um, Ordinary People, where the character that you feel for, you know, someone gets busted for being the bad character like, yeah, in the yeah. end. That kind of thing. Of Ordinary People and Goodbye Columbus were two of the movies that Jim really wanted me to study. 
writing this. Well, those are good. Oh, that's funny. Those are great. Well, also, I remember. I just remember in the right perfect on the outside, like the father, and then you yeah. see. But even how you had your, even with your father, when in that setting, she was looser. She had her hair down. There's strange, kind I know, and of strange character of, undercurrents to the whole thing, and yeah. and uh, they sit Lloyd at the head of the table there. Yeah. But I also remember. I always remembered uh, for some reason when I was reading the script and doing it, the dialogue was so terrific because you'd use words like obtain. <laughs> You know, with the jukebox. Uh, and, remember, right. and for some reason, the obtain was like a jungle gem. I just said, I, you know, how do you obtain one of those? That's cool. For some reason, the dialogue seemed to be so. Well, it's you and language. Endlessly it's, pleasurable. It's you and language. You guys both kind of just grab onto language and make a meal out of it or something. It doesn't always happen that way. I think also that, at least for, for me as an actor, what I try to do is there's always going to be. If the director is really passionate about it, and if he's sort of in the mix there, and you're talking about things, you're going to take some of, and obviously you're writing this so personally, so I think I probably took a lot of your rhythms, and so there are parts of Lloyd that are you. So what are you doing after work? You know, one of the cool things is, is that we actually got to cover an issue in the movie, as well as tell the story, the whole thing about nursing care and HMOs, and all this stuff sort of came to mean more in the media. But I know at the time, it was kind of the soft white underbelly of care of our elderly, and not a lot of people were talking about it. And it was really fascinating to go to nursing homes and actually did show them movies and did all that stuff, and they did love Cocoon. <laughs> They loved Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby when I would show that movie, but they love anybody that would go to visit. That's the reason I was. Um... But I'm not sure I'm right. Did you know when you were making it that Lloyd would end up being educational in terms of what women look for in a man? Because I always hear I'm looking for Lloyd. No, I just. Uh... I knew that we were seriously trying something. I knew that your passion was character. I knew that mine was. I knew that I didn't want to do something that was soulless. I wanted it to be a comedy, to be about an optimist, but I wanted to have those bottom notes and that soul. After a while, I knew that we were trying for the same thing. And I knew that there's a certain point when, you know, Jim Brooks, I think, who really was very protected the film and great to the film, he was our greatest champion. He also protected the movie at the studio, I know, because there was a lot of stuff early on, like, why does that dad have to be guilty? Oh, yeah. Why does he have to be guilty? If he's not guilty, everybody's having fun. And Jim would be the one that would say, well, there's no movie. Yeah. No, he was, if he's he was not guilty. Yeah. yeah. He was great. He was protective and uh, inspiring in the way that you want someone to be. Yeah, and he's fierce, and he wanted to know, you know, he wanted to say, exactly. well, he wanted to know. Why this and is what? all kind of interesting. This was the first day. Oh, yeah. We shot this the first day. I was scared to death. Yeah, I remember. I didn't want to come out of my trailer. It was like we we filmed the first day. It was like, hey, that's lunch. I'm like, hey, everybody, thanks. I went in my trailer, and I did not want to come out. I was so terrified. This was the first scene I shot. This is so funny. We shot this wide shot. And this shot was the first shot of the movie, first shot I ever did as a director. And Johnny did it, and you're standing there, and it all looked great. And I just kind of went off to the side, and I said, well, it's good. Well, are we done? And somebody said, no, you, you of course, have to cover the scene and do different sizes. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. When's lunch? And, um, and you guys 
you it's about guys. Ali- it's, it Laurie presents Cocoon. It's about aliens who go to outer space. I hope I'm not giving anything away there. Yeah. And old yeah. people. Old people who go out of space. Uh, old people who old go, people out go out of space. So you're thinking that they'll like it because they're old. <laughs> Which is so And stupid. this is so funny because this is like a life, that life that's sort of embarrassing and weird. And, you know, I'm showing you my weird world. And you're kind of just, you know, it's all testing. Like yeah. To see if he's going to. Yeah. Think I'm a total geek. This we did later, right? Yeah, we came back and, and did this later to, uh, I think, to consolidate some story notes, some story ideas. No, we didn't do that later. That was during the first run. Uh-huh. I do know this. This part of the movie and then where we go to after this, this always reminds me about being in love and makes me feel like the first time I was ever in love, which I'll always feel as long as I see the movie. And were you guys in love at the time? Not with each other, but in your own lives? Um, you were. No, I think you were, you were. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, you know, you know, not sounding in, I guess you can't not sound too Bravo Channel about it all when you're doing one of these, but um, the risk of sounding very Bravo Channel. Uh, I think the part opens up, opens you up, or when you do a part, it opens you up to parts of yourself that, you know, maybe are dormant. And so this, this actually doing this guy really. This I really remember. Op- I was really ter- like turned on in the scene by you in the scene. Oh no! Yeah, so I was, was crossing your lap. No, it was awesome. Like coming up <laughs> if, with you we every day. Ha- if we didn't have like boyfriends no. and girlfriends, this would have been the day we would have gone home together. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I think, or maybe sooner. Who knows? But I, I never. I think, well, yeah, I think your boyfriend was like, he was like waiting by your trailer, most every day. Pretty, <laughs> I didn't really pretty have an annoying. Uh, but I remember that. So for me, it, it, it I, I got open to the more the possibility of actually falling in love for the first time, and also of um, having women friends. Yeah. You know, I think that I had that sort of. I had that in me, but I, I, I didn't do it, you know, I didn't do it as much. And then I really started hanging out with women more during the making of the movie. And I was That's kickboxing cool. all the time, so That's I wasn't true. really... I just was, I got inspired by seeing in the reaction women had to Lloyd that, man, maybe they don't need Fabio. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they certainly they like good-looking you know, everybody likes a good-looking partner, but somebody that loves them in the right way mm-hmm. is more exciting in the long run. And Lloyd, just the way... There's the body language right there, yeah, too. Yeah, see, in the way she appreciates the way he just looks at her and has fun with her. Yeah, that's the ultimate. I mean, it takes a really... Um, a really strong, like, heroic person to get to that point. Or a healthy person or something, I mean. And that it's so romantic, because most people think that's kind of unromantic. Well, it's like, usually I think a lot of times in movies, passion goes to the geek that's never going to get the girl, and then it's on the responsibility. It's the responsibility of the girl to decide that it's okay to love a geek. Right. But Lloyd's not a geek. Yeah. He's just a guy that loves women. And he's passionate, and he's also an athlete. I love this scene. This is day for night, parked out in Malibu. It's now we're on a stage. 
Remember that one, you had that one screening to see how the audience response, and you had in one take so much fake sweat that the audience was like, thought that your character was dying. Remember that? One of the yeah, one that's of right. The, it was like, but wait, I thought we were gonna find out the conflict was that Lloyd had, because there was this one shot that, that you had just like so much that they just thought, it was a sick character. Well, that probably happened because I don't know how much I was ever looking at the sweat. I was probably just looking at how amazing you are in the scene, Ioni. This is like kind of a... This was my first real kind of love scene, and I just thought you guys made it so... real. And, the, the, and you both look great. But better yet, you're acting it so great I felt like I was a fly on the wall a little bit well I remember it it's uh, you know I think so much of film is casting chemistry and script and of course that's the most obvious thing anyone's ever said but um, I don't think if I was making the movie with someone other than Ioni we would have would have been as good as it was I mean at least for my end we just have that chemistry and um, and also that scene was so beautifully written Mm -hmm. brother, uh, thank you, brother. Well, that happened I mean, to me. I, think, I know, shivered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... The, I shivered. And I think... It, but the, and the reason, you know... And I think when you're, you're really doing a scene that's great, it's just... I thought it was sort of like... It's like a jazz jazz music. Um, you can... You know, you know where the, the stanza begins and you know when it ends and you know when yeah. the bass is going to come in. But within that, there's endless variations of what you can do because the, the dialogue was so precise. And so you can see Ioni... Uh, we would just get into a flow and go with it. It was such a, mm -hmm. so it was such a f kind of fun scene to do. And a lot of times, you know, we do love scenes and they're very technical and they're mm -hmm. not very, they don't feel very passionate or they feel strange. And mm -hmm. that one felt like, I just always yeah, felt pretty authentic. Yeah, it really did. Just personally, that's one of those things you always keep way down deep inside. I remember finally being in a situation with the girl that I really, really, really And what about to this scene, with. though? What I know. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up quickly so I can talk about this scene. But I shivered, and she felt protective of me, and I was so embarrassed about it. I was embarrassed for a very long time that I was just so unused to being in this position with something that's unattainable that I shook. I just, it was a great thing to be able to write it one day and have you guys yeah. turn it into a scene that we can talk about right now. I'm still a little embarrassed about it, frankly, but <laughs> moving on. Um, this is an amazing moment between father and daughter. And, uh, and you, Diane is so guileless in this scene. She just wants to share and take dad up on his offer to say anything. Say, that she thing? rocks him to his very core. And and I never get nervous around him. I also remember so loving Woody Allen's movie so much, and I saw right. the dailies of this, and I thought, you know, this reminds me of, like, right. Hannah and her sisters or something that's kind of shot inside a home, and it's got a lot of warmth, but a lot of deep stuff going on, too. And it's funny. Physical. Mm -hmm. Mahoney is a character... I should say uh, James Court as a character. By the way, my dad used to always answer the phone, Jim Crow. So I gave that to him. But uh, the shade of his hair dye keeps changing throughout the movie, which is another part of his deception. He dyes his hair. This guy that says, let's be real with each other, let's take care of old people. He dyes his hair. He has a secret life. 
He's a little bit too much involved with the life of his daughter, and you're about to shake him up pretty good. But then I attacked him anyway. It always feels good to tell you the truth. Because if I can't share it with you, it's almost like it didn't happen. Did you sleep with her? I remember I saw the first time we saw the screening, and she said I attacked him anyway. I remember the crowd, because Jim wanted, it, wanted us to see it with the full crowd. He yeah. wanted us to see it with the full crowd. They pretty much just started cheering. They did cheer. <laughs> I remember that. I remember shooting this in voltage guitars right off sunset. <laughs> I love Lily. Lily's, you had sex. Everything you had sex. Changed. Well, I believe that. I really believe that. That's like people pretend to have casual sex. But it's never casual. Yeah. It's never, ever casual. What's the point? Well, that's, uh, that goes with the old adage that everything counts and everybody knows everything. Well, <laughs> well said. And that's just off sunset. And, and uh, Lily, to her credit, kind of took the, the look of Corey from Nancy Wilson. Oh, nice. And I was just telling Nancy the other night, you have a real fashion sense, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Even going back to Lily as Corey. She's like, well, thanks. But it's true. That's how my wife still dresses. Kind of long coats and boots and boots and uh, Dear rocker warrior I'll goddess. Be there for you. you and Nancy like All the love in my stay heart. looking exactly Boy. the same. It's amazing. Thanks. This is great. I've never gotten a letter like I've this never gotten you. a letter like that of you. I dream about it. So what do you think? Is it Lily. I think Lily really, uh, Lily shows that love. She's so moving. Both for Lloyd and Johnny in such a great way. You guys still buds? You and Lily? Mm-hmm. Cool. I haven't seen her in a while. Your income, Mr. Court, has changed substantially in 17 years. That's right. <laughs> Hair's a little different color. John Mahoney used to say, uh, look, it's your first time. I want you to have a lot of options in the editing room. I'll do it different ways. John, come on, let's do this one. And you would say, let's do, let's do a version where we do this. And sure enough, when we got in the editing room, you guys had given me so many different options. Diane, you take it to anyone game today. This is, uh, yeah. This is where the other part Dad, of the story is really kicking in. Maybe I shouldn't go with all that's happening to you. What are your memories of doing these scenes in the house, Ione? Um, I mean, I remembered the house was lived in already, which helped. I mean, it made it, it really felt like uh, it was full and it wasn't a set. Yeah. Now, let's stop this right now. Let's not put our energy into something ridiculous. This isn't even smart thinking. Dad, why are you acting this way? Is this because of the other morning? Do you love him? I like him a lot. Well, listen to me. Now, I know you're lying. I love that cut, Richie no, Marks. There's nothing like these friends yeah. you can't stand. Oh, but honey, after the excitement wears off, then what, huh? I mean, what are you going to talk about? What do you have in common? 
And uh, yeah, I was just so involved with the story that really whatever was going on in the scene, I was really feeling so involved. You should break up with him. Unbelievable. This is nightmare. Did, uh, I mean, I remember thinking at the time, how did you access the story on a father oh, right. when you, in fact, had been raised pretty significantly by Enid, your mom? Well, probably just that, um, that, uh, you know, being raised with a single parent. It just, I guess it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, you, the feelings are probably the same. Being really close. He's manipulating, he's so big time here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, a, my mother never did that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I know, I just got into the story, it was, I was so there with the story that I don't think I, I didn't pull upon my life at all. It was all there, it was enough. For sure. All he's trying to do here is to get you to break up with Lloyd, and it's such an elegant... The guilt. Guilt trip. I just want you to have everything. Is that wrong? No. I owe an apology. Just got a handful of weeks left with you, and we should... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What is it like to act with Mahoney, you guys? I've done two. I keep thinking of, you know, jazz music with everybody in the, in the movie, the whole relationship, which is no matter what you throw, you know, you're going to get it back. Yeah. You still come in on time or on beat. Yeah. I mean, the scene is, has got a progression. It's got a structure. Live your life. But within that, you know, you, you, there's, nothing you, there's nothing I ever did that threw John or Ioni. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. actually the... With no. you and I, it always felt like, uh, but, you know, they just happened to be rolling. Right. <laughs> you know? That's cool. I thought I, when I see Mahoney's face, it's so it's so kind of rich. It must be like the way guys talk about acting with Jack Lemmon or something. Yeah. Or whatever you do, just, you're looking at that face. Yeah, it's true. It's just filled with so much stuff and it's compassion. It's so true. Yeah, they actually pay me for this. It's a prime Lloyd scene. Yeah. In an actual kickboxing studio. I think they tore this place down. Was that in the valley? It was in the valley on Lancashire. And, uh, oh man, okay. Brutal. <laughs> the breakup scene. I mean, you know, when we were doing the color transfer on this a couple weeks ago, I watched this scene and it just, it killed me again. I remember the conversation we had about I, I remember thinking how genius this whole business of the pen was. <laughs> the father getting the daughter to give a symbol of not only his enslavement to his daughter and symbol of what he wants to achieve, civilization, upward civilization. But, uh, that, you know, the whole she gave me a... I gave her my heart, she gave me a pen thing, I thought was, was an ingenious story point thing. Um, but I remember this conversation we were having about the conversation about Lloyd saying that he loves her. Yes. And that mm -hmm. I wanted him to do that, that fumbling, talking thing. And I ha he had to dance around right. knowing that that is a big thing and that has meaning. And it's, it, he doesn't say it like Joe. Yeah. Or he wouldn't say it anything. He, it's real. 
think that we should spend some time. I remember there was a read through where you didn't want to say I love you. It was like we so didn't want to squander no, no, a I, movie I, I love you. I that it came to that part of the script and everybody's looking at their script and it said I love you and there's just silence and everybody's looking at each other and Johnny said not a word. And yeah. later what we got was a guy saying I love you in a movie and it meant that much to him that he wasn't going to say it if he didn't feel it. And people he say says it, it yeah. here. People say it and they don't really mean it. And you say and it, I mean, and it's so great when you say it. Yeah, and when you so say true. it, it feels like somebody that isn't glib about it, and she breaks up with you. What did oh, we just do here? Panic. We decided. Because I'm worried. Did you just break up with me? No. No. It sounded like you did. I think I have a breakup scene in every script or everything that I write. Like shopping lists, I think I have a breakup scene on, you know? But this was the one that captured the great breakup scene that happened and you know the one that you think about when you try and write a breakup scene felt like this and this is the anger that we talked about the very subtle anger that john brought because he he you see he's capable of really acting out in some way and he doesn't because your dad no right he holds back he gets a pen why? Did you tell Corey what well, she figured it out. I'm sorry for that. You can see it in his no, mouth. You can see She'll it in, tell everybody, in, but that's fine. in his face, just like you can see the pain on Diane's face. But Lloyd is an athlete. Just my dad. And you know he has the ability dad? to act out, but he doesn't. You have Corey in DC. I have my dad. What? I'm sorry I said that. Forget I said it. I said what I thought I meant. But... And you can't put the genie yeah. back in the bottle. Yeah, it's I out. Love you, genie, but, yeah. <laughs> And he thinks it's about that. Talk to me. One party and you're talking like that girl, Sheila. Don't be mean. This is hard for me, too. Ooh, Ioni, it's so incredible. Your voice breaks. and Then don't do it. (sighs) This is when we first started showing the movie. People started realizing you were going for the pen here. And they would howl in pain along with Lloyd. Oh. And he looks at the pen. Look at the way he looks at the pen. I know. like It's, oh, it's the enemy. <laughs> what are you thinking during this scene, Johnny? Where are you going to? I'm just in it because when you when something's really well written and you're and you're jamming with an actor and and you, you know, you feel like you know you have your teeth into it. Yeah. You just don't let go, you know? So it's not, I don't know if I'm thinking at all. We went back and got this later because people felt such pain over her breaking up with Lloyd. They, they needed an extra moment to cry. cry. <laughs> It's so awful. Oh, this is great. Remember the Dark Knight Returns or whatever? Like yes, all of that yes. inspiration. The Frank Miller, Batman. This is great. And this had more of that sort of, uh, you know, angst music, depression, yeah. driving, the lost highway. Yep. There's a scene that we cut out because it just didn't work where there's a traffic jam. And I should just shut up. All right. <laughs> Aren't you actually talking to Joni here? Yep, you had, you you worked that out. She broke up with me. What do I do? Can she come back? How can I get her back? I can't. I can't get her to talk to me. 
Yeah. I wanted to. I can't, couldn't wait to do this thing. We did that out in the park. And I remember. I was thinking about it, too. I remember. I remember. I just wanted to. Uh, I remember, I didn't want to get dry. I, I wanted to stay as wet as I could. Mm, I loved baby. it. Loved doing it. I thought it was, yeah, that was, you know, I also wanted to, I think I sort of wanted to. It's funny, you know, you write a line like that, but it stays on a page unless somebody can do it like that. And that. I like the, I like the twitch here. Though. I know, I know. We worked on that. That's I right. The kid's twitching. Sleep I was so into this movie that I knew all of even your scenes. Because I remember the <laughs> phone scene like the next day, like how did it go? And you were like, amazing. You know, like I was even involved with things I wasn't even involved. Tape heads on the theater marquee back there. Oh, yeah, no, it was cool. We had our little, our little family going. I don't remember the time and place when I knew her. This, I must admit, slightly personal. I used to drive by the, the girl who started my own personal breakup scene's house. And I think this is Nancy and me walking by as extras. Yeah. There we are. I think we said, I you know, wanted to wake up. Uh, of course, my favorite line was, we, 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 we met in a mall. I should have known a really Yeah, yeah. That was just my bottom end kind of Lloyd kind of highlights. But I loved, it. I loved him t writing, writing uh, Corey the, uh, the taped letter. So cool. It's so great. And I also love the idea, the, the line at the end, which is if you start out depressed, and maybe you've got to figure out if you start out depressed, everything's a pleasant surprise. And I remember by this we were doing, this was, you know, we actually filmed this near the end of the shoot, I'd say three quarters in. And by this time, you and I had the unspoken yeah. thing. Yeah. Where I did a take and I just looked at you and I went, yep. And you and you were just like, yeah, daddy. Yeah. Or I'd be like, one. ah, and you go, got it. Watch, I'll do it. <laughs> you know. Now this is a, this is a big scene because this was sort of like staging. Always was a nervous, nerve-wracking thing for me. And uh, one day I came to the set with Laszlo. So funny. I know that's totally Gerald. Um, and this dude. Bitches, man. Bitches, man. <laughs> but I came to the set and I, I was like, Laszlo, what if we have them like magpies up against the fence and then they're going to be rapping in the background and he's, is that cliche? And he's like, no, no, that's good. And this, this was the scene that the next day Laszlo came to the set and said, I get the movie. I wow. totally well, I also remember, remember this was the scene. Uh, These guys we, were great. We were, uh, you know... The boys were in Chicago, and you'd met them. Yeah. And you said, "Hey, what about these guys for these guys?" And we put some riff down. We rehearsed. We were. No, you guys made a film. We made That's a right. tape of it and yes. sent it out to you. And you said you wanted them out there, but uh, yeah. But they didn't, the studio didn't want to pay to have them out. So I think you and I flew them out. That's right. That's and then right. We shot this. I think somewhere in the in the, the first third of shooting. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. After that night. He said, "Oh, he he totally got it, Lazarus. What it, every, everything gelled. I think after this night, yeah, and we finished it. I remember we started a night shoot. By the time we started, we were done by twelve thirty. That's right. We finished really early. It just was, we cooked. just we had shot everything we could. We would just take one, take two, this way, and uh, we were done like by one o'clock in the morning. Look, I'm to you. I'm not gonna be somebody like Diane Corded a kegger. I mean, this girl was different, man. When we go out, we wouldn't even have to go out. You know, we just hang out." Girl made me trust myself, man. I was walking around, I was feeling satisfied. See, that was your rap about, I, oh. this girl made me trust myself. I wa was walking around feeling satisfied, which is an amazing thing that you, you, you added that and it just, I got it, you know? So nice. Look at me. 
And originally a script that that a, featured a guy that would never have thrown that bottle. Yeah. Suddenly, it'd kill me if he didn't throw that bottle. Right. You know, because he's got that inside him. And of course, here we have Joe <laughs> facing care. off with Lloyd, with the boys' composition. They don't care. They just had a bottle thrown yeah. at them. They're rapping. Just in the Malibu. Dude, I can't do it, buddy. I love that Joe says, "I can do anything for you. Just get me Diane. I can't do that." Because that makes it seem even more yeah. precious. I just remember the whole reason I was worried about doing... That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the whole reason I was worried about doing uh, the movie was that it, it wouldn't have enough substance. And, of course, I, you know, it was the, it's become the film with some of the most substance I've ever done. You know, that, that way. Me too. That was, that was pure... That's pure... That's pure uh, Cameron Lloyd. <laughs> The new, the power Lloyd, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the oh, rain yeah. The rain on my car is a baptism. Yeah. Look, why don't you just... But I love those. I left him driving around by himself, you know? Yeah. And this replacement song oh. it just... Brilliant. I understand her family is being ripped apart. Like you and she were ripped, ripped apart. Like Joe and Johnny I Johnny in the fishbone t-shirt. apart. Visitor at the home. I'm not going back there. I always thought the Amy Brooks character. Lloyd, why do you have to be like this? That she, she, there was a line that was cut where, "Be a man, don't yeah. be a guy." No, the world is full of guys. Really? Be a man, don't be a guy. But in the alternate universe of the movie, Amy, the Amy Brooks character, and Lloyd have their own moment down the line. Is my eighth and final call? Oh, here's a great thing. Uh, go ahead, pick it up. The answering machine. I just wanted to say that I thought about everything and I decided something. I'm gonna give you another chance. And I knew, yeah, I knew how um, important. I was also keenly aware of just how important, you know, music was to, I don't know, to all of us. Yeah. That time, you know. Still. Like, you know, the wrong kind of music in a scene, and yeah, that freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Was no problem. So in which case, it's not your fault, you know. Maybe it's a good side to all this. I don't know. I've been thinking about these things. You're probably standing there monitoring. This is Lloyd's just, world uh, view. Thing, the letter. He's just got all this stuff going on, but he knows one thing. The letter was a mistake. Do that for me. All right, later. Hello? And you're, this is the beginnings of you realizing a possible manipulation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, this is This, is this one hurts. This is so great the way the uh, this woman plays the scene with John Mahoney. What hurts most is not that she declines the card, or even that their flirtation ends. What hurts most is the pity. The pity, the pity is so brutal. It's like take everything, take all the money, just please no pity. And she, oh, this is a guy. Uh, yeah, who this, is that? This is in the background. This is Tom Lawrence. This is a stand-in. He's one of Jerry Ziesmer's, the assistant director's regulars, and he just kicks ass with that I just, moment. I remember, <laughs> I remember him so well. Listen, I don't and what about Jerry Ziesmer himself? Jerry Ziesmer himself coming up, <laughs> playing sorry, a lawyer. Turn down your card. Jerry really took care of me and all of us, I think. It was... Uh, <laughs> First time director syndrome needed a lot of protection, and he. Well, he's just unflappable. I mean, the man was the first idiot apocalypse now. I mean, oh, there's right. nothing that could possibly happen. 
that he that he didn't sort of in some strange karmic way yawn at. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of retirement to do the movie, and it was like Laszlo that. said, if you're lucky, you get this guy, Jerry oh, Ziesmer. I go, Jerry Ziesmer, and he goes, he's the man who said, terminate with extreme prejudice in right. Apocalypse Now. He's also an actor. I'm like, please let me have him. This is a that. great scene. I remember I was watching that off camera when it was being shot. Wow. John Mahoney cowering in the bathtub. Ugh. And we were just Beautiful. watching, and it's one of those things where... They're sitting there and lighting and setting up and... Mm -hmm. Got an Omni magazine there in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we I just all remember watching. Watch I remember watching him prepare, you wow. know, or, and preparing in between takes and doing those things that actors have to do when people are tweaking lights. And, and this was an actor-friendly movie, but I just remember watching him sitting, laying in that tub, preparing and thinking, this movie is going to be good. <laughs> oh, man. He just keeps looking seedier and seedier. Yeah. And she's growing up. Every scene, she's sort of closer to leaving, you know? Well the, 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 well, the stories around this song, <laughs> the placement of this song, those were pretty good. Yeah. We never knew what song was going to work. In the script, it was uh, a Billy Idol song that I liked for, like, the one day that I wrote the script, To Be a Lover. Well, do you, I, do you remember if the, the, the song playing... It's Fishbone. On that is Fishbone, I think it's... Party at Ground Zero? No. Ah. Uh, it was... Uh, Turn the Other Way. Wow. Off, uh, off in your face, and I remember it was, but it was, and we were. I, I think we you, argued I about this. Look at, yes, we, we argued definitely about will that. talk about it, because it'll be fun. But I want you to look at your face and tell me what you're thinking if you can. Because I have a theory, and what's your theory? Now you go first. Well, I might sound smarter though if I if I comment on your theory. Your theory, your theory will be better. But go. I don't think so. I remember thinking that. This is like, uh, if you don't do this right, this is the attempt to be uh, one of the great character images. And what I didn't want it to do is I didn't want it to be pleading or sentimental. I thought that the guy knew that, knew that there was a lie in Diane. He knew that there was a lie there. And he knew that this wasn't right. So I wanted to make sure that he had that sort of defiance or his pride in an act which is inherently open and submissive. I wanted both those things. And I think, uh, so I think I had, I think I went overboard with a darker, defiant feeling. But uh, that's, so that's what I was thinking. That's my theory too. So anyway, this scene is really great. Philip Baker Hall. Kicking ass with I here. He just brings the hammer down. Yeah, he's intense. And originally, I think we did this with a woman, right? Didn't we reshoot this? We shot this. We believe that your father operates from a large pool of cash that comes from phony billing, phony patients. We've been investigating him for five years. I loved, uh, I in the boombox scene, which we can talk about later, yeah. I loved that everything was there in your face. The, the anger, the fact that you'd been reduced to this, but the nobility, all that stuff. I mean, it was so powerful that no song worked on the boombox. 
until I found in your eyes on a wedding tape that I had made for my wedding day. And that was perfect, because it was like I drove I, off yeah, in my remember, car. Yeah. And uh, talking about instincts, all the stuff that we were talking about while yeah. shooting. And I remember the, the thing on the boombox, there was a little red light that, that bounced to a beat. And yeah. It just happened that In Your Eyes fit to the beats of the, of the red light. We had songwriters try and write songs for it, and it just always felt false, because nothing matched what was on film. And I don't know if you remember, but that was the last take of the last day. There was no more after that, because the sun went down. So it was all, all, everything was riding on that take. But I remember I wanted to do it sitting on the car. I, did, I resisted it for a little one, while. We did one I think I, I probably was resisting it until I got myself worked up into the right state. That's did, probably what I was, was doing. It was the last possible moment. <laughs> I know, I probably... But yeah, but I think like your, your feeling was Lloyd, Lloyd, um, well, I don't know. We'll look at some of the outtakes. Yeah, but this is great, this stuff. This and when the guy says the look on his face, when the guy says because he's guilty, because he's, because guilty. he's guilty. Wow! And then he starts to look. She starts to. The storytelling is really clean. Clean's not the right word. It, it, it is. It is the right word. I couldn't imagine how to act this, because, you know, what the stages of betrayal are or any of that stuff. How to make that real? I wouldn't begin to know. Tell us about that, Ioni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny because I was thinking, I wouldn't care if my father did this, if I, I was just thinking about me for some reason. But I think I was just resisting, like, how heavy the, um, the betrayal and creepiness of it was, you know. But, um, that was yeah, just everything just meant so much. What? There was our litter of puppies in the drawer there. What do you mean? We still have one of those dogs. Oh. Just a little side. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. 13, 13 years. I always thought you connected to this stuff. I did. I so obviously really did. did. Yeah. You really did. Primal kind of way. Yeah, I really, I really think I, I really did. But I know what you mean. Like, if I, if this had happened with my dad, I don't know. Yeah, just think, I don't know, you know if I would have been able pondering. to cut him off. Mm-hmm. But her ideals and her standards are such because. Well, it's not a, you know it's it's not it's not the it's not the crime it's the cover up. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, wait, that crime is pretty bad. He says the yeah, crime is bad, is, uh, but awful. like she says. But this scene is. You is lied like, to me in his defense. This is one of my favorite ones. I know. Though, for both these characters, but this really is. I make their lives better. And then he looks completely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah. really see the whole mask is yeah. off. Yeah. Did you take that money? Sweetheart, no. Don't be and ridiculous. She says you're lying. Swear to God. Cheat. I need to know the truth. Honey. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh my God. I found the money. Oh, baby. It just drains out of him. Mm. Look at that. Ooh, I was a lucky yes, guy that day. What am I supposed to think? Honey, about what? Easy how bad you, you make me. I'm the only dad you got, he says. How do you think that's supposed to make me feel? You think you know what this money is? Yes, I. No, you don't know what it is. It's not for me. 
This money's for you for when you come back from England with honors to set you up so you never have to depend on anybody. How did you again. prepare for this, Sam? I, I take better care of those people and their families do. It's just. I care for them. I give them flowers. I feed I'm them. really, you know, I, I just isolated. You, stop you know, from I. That. I make their lives better. Oh, baby. I just, you know, I really just. Thank uh, you. You knew you were guilty and you focused. thought you become a part of it. God, how can... All right, all right, go ahead. I mean, I knew this was, old, this was it. Like this me, was the big... I trusted you. I stood up in court five years ago and you I picked, picked you. picked you. Why are you being so hateful to me? <laughs> Is this because of Lloyd? <laughs> oh, I told you everything and you lied to me. I would have done anything for you. Get out. No, That's right. Work. This is this is this see this is where. I don't want to leave something else. I know I can say anything. This is where the actor is, in his, in the zone. This size. This is it. This is where the scene lives for me. Yeah. Yeah. The scene lives on this, whatever this shot was, whatever. That's yeah, where. Yeah. And she starts to give into the hug and yeah. just for a moment. Oh man. No, talk, Diane. Wait, Diane. Wait a minute. Now talk. That is Don the Dragon Wilson. Yep. Yes. This is great to go to a, a scene of fighting and energy, and it's a great next scene to go to. I was completely hungover that day. We're both fighting. <laughs> you were. Absolutely. You were hungover. Absolutely. If you would have lit a match around me, I would have exploded. <laughs> Who's that? I uh, went out with Piven and. Ah uh, yes, Gerald Nick oh, Carlson. Yeah. Good actor. Wanted mm -hmm. to work with him, said he'd do that part. Mm-hmm. Lloyd, I'm sorry. I love that at his greatest moment of joy, it's also one of his greater moments of pain, colliding. My father's guilty. He lied to me. He lied to everybody. I, just I wanted to, I just was so invested in yeah. getting you back here. I need you. You do? You do? <laughs> Everything else Didn't we also kind of dig a little bit that there was an American flag behind him? If I hurt you again, In some Daniel Ellsberg, Reagan revolution way, it sort of made sense. I love you. Just wanted to try the theory out on you. <laughs> I love you. How many more times do I have to say it? One more time would be nice. <laughs> And John, I think your resistance to play like um, easy romantic um, moments made it incredibly real. And both of you seem a little battered in this, and that's kind of so great. Forget it, I don't care. He he can put aside his pain. I love you. Here, I think we get Jerry Ziesmer here cutting the deal. 
there he is, baby. He's so good. <laughs> he looks the same, too. Do you still keep in touch with him? Yes, I do. Wrote the foreword for his fine book. And I want to turn the home over to the state. A biography. That is not a biography. I love how they just don't care. They're just eating, and it's just yeah, nothing yeah. to them. There it is. Love that stereo. With the red I also line. remember, yeah, I was thinking that the army brat thing. I always remembered that I always thought when we were talking about that worldview, I always thought Joe Strummer was an army brat or he's yeah. dad, his dad, you know, lived in different embassies and living in and out of America would have given him a... Right, that's right. Because I know that if you go somewhere and you not deal with your family stuff, that you're just going to, she's going to... Um, Are you going to England, mother? That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, sir. Are you? Now, of course, all the dye is gone from John Mahoney's hair. I'm incarcerated. I'm Lord. incarcerated, Lloyd. Oh, this was another one where I, where I think I wanted to play it a lot angrier than you and uh, than you wanted me to in the beginning. And uh, once again, the middle ground was where it lived. It's true. I mean, I, I remember our conversation was... Uh, I remember just having him having the pride when, when he called him mediocre. That Lloyd was, yeah. But, of course, you were right to... Well, to have him take the high ground. The dialogue between us is what created the scene, and, and I remember, I mean, it helped define what the movie was, because you, I remember you said, this guy's calling me mediocre. I would throw him against that fence. I mean, I would just take him and throw him against the fence. I'm bigger than him, he's calling me mediocre. And we went back and forth about that, and it ultimately came to the thing of, this is the movie about the guy who doesn't throw him against the fence and he's the he takes the daughter to, to England he's, that, you know? he's the distraction that's going to England I'm the distraction yeah. that's going to England which is more violent I mean he would love to have you throw but him against you, the it, fence and keep his daughter yeah but the dialogue but the di also I think the, di the dialogue we had just gave him enough it gave him something to overcome personally exactly exactly and look at yeah. how you play it you know yeah it's way more um, heroic and and I care for the life of me, figure out how she could choose But the beauty, just like holding up the boombox or, or even in the breakup scene, which... I mean, he loses it, which is which is unappealing. He loses it. I mean, even John Wayne doesn't lose it. I mean, he, you know what I mean? Like, but look, at, look at Johnny, like, or, uh, he's got all that stuff going on, and he goes for the letter. It's, uh... He's considering, yeah, is this is this a guy who am I a guy? Who am I a guy? Fence? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, No, I'm not. Well, because John Mahoney is so but you see how like pathetic he really And we had different versions of you handing him the letter. We had one where you kind of slapped it on his back, and we had one where it was gentle and funny how all that stuff matters so much. I don't know which versions you said. Also the thing about versions and yeah. it's pretty great. This is, which version is this? You can't know the horrible disappointment. I know this part's brief. <laughs> she can't still be angry. Yeah, this is one of the only scenes uh, that either one of us did really without I. Yeah. She, uh, she makes an appearance here, though. Yeah, the tonight. beginning part. Oh, yeah, yeah. This confrontation. 
Just knowing a version like that exists. Knowing that for a minute she felt right. It wanted to be the two of them having this conversation the whole movie. And there they are. It's, uh... That's yeah, cool. I mean, I, I obviously wasn't a parent when I wrote this, and now it's funny to watch it now because we have two little boys, and I think, wow, I can really see all the stuff that I can see undercurrents I didn't even see when I wrote it. You could have told me about responsibility, wanting the best for your kids, so never knowing who's going to knock on that door. This is a great look when you turn around. I love you, Dad. That's optimism as a revolutionary act. Well, when he says, uh, when he tries to comfort him after he's just called him a, a mediocre fool who's not a permanent part of her life, and he just says, well, you know, the fact that another version exists is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pure, uh, that, was, that, that was the pure character. And... I loved that there was an object that got passed around. And I love that we, this was, I know this was a big one, because I know there was a lot of people who thought they should, they should play in your eyes here. Yes. That's no, true. This you and I like thought, way more exciting. You and I thought that was pussy. Yeah. We yeah. thought that was no This good. gives you a feeling of, like, adventure, and that guitar is so good. And they have their little shake. <laughs> I should thank Joan for doing this movie. Yeah. And now she seems changed. Unbilled. As the sister, like she's going to be less bitter. Came in and did it. Yeah. She was affected by the love affair, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that song, more than anything, than any other song, was sort of my soundtrack. Yeah, no, it's it's just beautiful. On some it's, level, it's romantic, noble, romantic, and melancholy, which is sort of, you know, in my wildest dreams, the movie that we wanted to make. This is cool. That was my wife Nancy passing by. Oh yeah, I remember. Her torso. I also loved this woman that's sitting next to you, that's sort of eavesdropping. When Lloyd catches her eavesdropping, says, "How you doing?" Very standard for seven forty-seven. <laughs> Very standard. Nice hat. I think you and Polly Platt picked out that hat. I think so. And uh, I'm still scared of flying. You are? Yeah, it was Jim who told me the, the story about the ding and when it's most dangerous, so I wrote that in. And I was going over the last draft of the script with Paul Germain, who worked at Gracie at the time, and I was dictating the last scene to him over the phone, and I think there was more after the ding, and I got to the, I was dictating it over the phone, and I got to the ding, and I just realized that's the end of the movie. So he said, what else? And I said, nothing else. He goes, cool. <sighs> and that's, that's how we came up oh, that's cool. with the end of the movie. And uh, this old guy. it's a little bit of an homage to The Graduate that ends on the faces of two people facing a dare-to-be-great situation. Mm -hmm. but, it face, but it ends on them waiting. Yeah, then, it ends on them waiting. Where's the day? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Any second now. Any second now. <laughs> That's Lloyd Loving 
and that's you knowing you found the right person yeah. to love you. And that's the, in a shot, that's the movie right there. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I remember that uh, a lot of people kept wondering, or even some of their viewers remember at the time, said uh, that they didn't think they would stay together and all that stuff. And, Remember that? I mean, wow. Sheila Benson. Remember her? She's a, interesting. Remember yeah. her? She says, "Oh, what's she gonna do when she outgrows him later?" Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that, that one? Yeah. I remember there was this like, whole what thing. Do you that, mean? That, Pauline Kale got it though, and I'm always jazzed that Pauline Kale. We did get the great quit, review from Pauline Kale before she quit. Before she quit writing reviews, she got our movie. Loved yeah. Ione. Loved John. Got the whole driving, talking into the tape recorder thing. But the the funny thing was. Uh, in the kind of terror that happens in a studio before they put a movie out and spend all the money to promote it, there was a real feeling at the studio at the time, like, who's gonna go see this movie? Is it for the family or is it for kids? There was a, a screening and someone invited a, a writer who brought his daughter and they just kind of quizzed them after the screening and they just, some people decided that it was gonna only appeal to kids. So the movie was never really... Kids? Kids. What do you mean kids? Like. <laughs> Teenagers, oh, like adults aren't gonna wanna see this movie. And it's funny because adults were the ones that ultimately embraced it almost before teenagers, you know? But anyway, there was this but terrible- I remember, didn't, it do, didn't it do all right financially? It did all right, but I think it found its greatest audience on video, but there was this terrible moment like before the movie came out where nobody knew what it was or if it would ever find an audience. It was Limbo and Siskel and Ebert saw it in Chicago and I was in San Francisco doing like uh, two days of a press tour. I got this phone call in San Francisco and nobody really was ta wanting to talk to us and stuff and they said Siskel and Ebert have seen the movie they love it. They are giving it two thumbs way up. And I was in shock you know and I, I hung up the phone and the phone started to ring and everybody started to come back you know the studio started to come back we got a release that was okay. Everybody started to have a certain amount of joy about it. The movie started to get seen. We had some press stuff that we did in New York. And I remember on opening night, we walked around New York the night the yeah. movie opened. But it was Siskel and Ebert, really, that kind of resurrected All right. the That's movie cool. from a certain amount of limbo. But I, I also want to say one I think as soon as, but as soon as the reviews came in, though, I remember every, I mean, they were that was the it. first major reviewer who really liked it. But I, as I remembered, it got great notices. It did. There was concern, I think, that like, wow, it's an intelligent movie about young people. Does anybody want to see that? Mm -hmm. And then the reviewers kind of championed it and said, yeah. And they loved what we tried to do and they got it. I had a, like a poetic moment because I was on a publicity tour. I remember being jealous because you had like a suite in a hotel <laughs> in New York, I think, or Chicago. It was like, and then you said, just ask them. Yeah. Oh. Right, but I was in a, a limousine leaving one of the Twas my way. tiring <laughs> things, Twas Your Way, and I was with somebody and I was in a sort of a grumpy mood and it was raining and I was in New York and I was just sort of sulking and the person who was in the car with me just tapped me and I looked out and there was Say Anything and like a line around, oh, it was man. so poetic, you know, around the block and I just, just like, my mood was completely... Oh. I wasn't yeah. upset because I didn't think I was just a teenager having like a mood swing. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally turned It seemed like a lot of people saw our movie in the movie theater. They did, and the fact that we're 
sitting here right now means that there's there's still people that connect to it which is amazing and I just I remember one thing from the opening night when we were walking around and somebody in a bar had seen the movie and it was a girl who came up to you and said oh my god it's Lloyd are you Lloyd and you had this look on your face that was sort of like wow I'm gonna be getting this now this characters <laughs> out into the world and mm -hmm. you said on my better days, yes, I'm Lloyd. And I always thought that what was... What a smart ass. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was great. And uh, I actually used the line in Almost Famous when uh, somebody says to Billy Crudup, are you Russell Hammond? And he goes, on my better days, yes. Right, right, yeah. And, uh, and I always thought that was great. And I just think like the experience of making the movie sort of enhanced so many lives because we all threw ourselves into it and sort of like the fact that it came together and meant something to us and to other people. Just uh, nobody was sorry they worked on the movie, which always felt so great to me. Feels pretty nice to have people like it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Cool.